0: Welcome to Rewrite the Mother Code, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves. Through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences, we're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way that you never have before but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. This is the November solo episode, and I've been thinking about so many things and what I want to focus on and bring together for all of us and, you know, journey with you all this episode and this month is around joy. It's continuing from October, but particularly in this season and in November and with Thanksgiving coming up and all the things. So what I want to be with, and I'm hoping, you know, you can join me in this is celebrating the season. I mean, I really realized on my fall equinox self-mothering retreat, just I'm continuously getting just how powerful it is to align ourselves with the seasons and the cycles and what a powerful guide they are and how aligning with them guides us and and can help us really discover ourselves, you know, how connected we all are, how we connected we are to the seasons and cycles. And when we intend it and when we ask for it, I believe we can get a ton of support and guidance. So as you know, like in the fall, in September, I kicked off the season of fall with my fall equinox self-mothering retreat. Now, as I'm recording this episode, we're approaching the midpoint of the fall season. And all of them have their own you know, unique aspects to them. And and I say, they're they unique, because we can make whatever we want from them. And there's no rules or guidelines in this. I've spoken before about how powerful I believe this particular midpoint that we're entering into here at the end of the month of October, you'll be hearing this in November. So you'll have experienced this, you know, the, the end of October, beginning of November that has been Honored, celebrated in many ancient cultures. You know, particularly the two I'm attuned to are the Celtic culture of Sawan and the um, Mexican culture of Dios de los Muertos, Day of the Dead. And while I, you know, don't intend and know that I'm not um, an expert in those, I have felt very grateful as I've explored them, the wisdom that they've provided. And the wisdom of the ancients, and when we were so much more connected to the celestial cycles, the cycles of the moon, the solstices, the equinoxes, the midpoints in between them all, and just how we're continually in transition, that there's a constant state. And if we even go day by day, sunrise by sunset, moon cycle by moon cycle, equinox, solstice, the in-betweens, that endings and beginnings are a constant for us. And I know for me, I get in a lot of trouble when I kind of want things to be stagnant or still, and uh, that is never a good thing. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that later, but I I really want our focus today to be on like, what is this midpoint until the next solstice, the winter solstice in, in December hold for us? And what can it hold for us? How can we, you know, get a little jumpstart from looking at some of some of the other cultures that celebrate this? And and I'm excited to be celebrating it in a deeper way than I have ever before. Because if you're listening to this in in North America or in the U S., that time of year is typically celebrated as the holiday of Halloween, which is in some ways a you know an amalgam or pulling from these other cultures but not in a very deep and meaningful way. It is fun. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I think it's, you know, I, I love how much more people are getting into it and decorating and honoring, but I, I think we're missing some of the potential for the the depth of the season and the possibilities of what it can mean when we associate ourselves or um, allow ourselves, you know, to steep in some of the ways that it's been celebrated because we take on, you know, the Halloween aspect—the dressing up, the ghouls, the the ghosts—everything from the pumpkins uh, to the trick or treating. You know, we didn't make that up, right? The the U.S. didn't make that up. Those have been appropriated and probably in many ways misappropriated. Because whenever you lose the depth or adopt them in another culture and don't hold the sanctity, I believe we are. And at the same time, there's, I think it shows this yearning and hunger for us to attach ourselves to these ebbs and flows of the season and, you know, in their more ancient roots in both cultures, this is very much a time of honoring ancestors and honoring, I mean, it's often said in both of them that this is a time where the veil is very thin and that being the, the, the veil of you know this temporal Earthly world that we live in these bodies with the spirit world and in day of the Dead and Dios de los muertos there's a, a real honoring a, a sanctity and a celebration I mean they both they go hand in hand but where we where it's believed that you know you you can communicate you can be with um, those who have, Past those, you know, within your family, and I don't know, maybe even beyond, but I know the honoring very much is attuned to your ancestors and just incredible altars and the spaces that are built in that honoring. And I think that is so important. And I, I know I'm going into it with an intention to hold a connection uh, an intention of gratitude to my ancestors to, and, but then also to call upon them to ask them for support to explore any wisdom or messages that they may have for me at this time and intend to have those requests answered in some way and be open to in what way that is because it may not be a direct like whoa download you know in this language but that i'm open to seeing signs around those around those requests, um, and at the same time, very much honoring those that are immersed in their tradition and not trying to, you know, pretend that I'm doing the same thing or that. But I I, I really feel grateful for the opportunity as I go to a, a beautiful place in Mexico where, you know, the Native people are honoring and being in this in this time. And I think for me particularly, you know, there is a lot of transition. There is a lot of, I've had a lot in this last period of time of seeking answers, you know, from ancestors. I've had some incredible healing with my father who passed in 2013 and some experiences where I really felt a, him be with me and ask for my forgiveness for his transgressions. You know, the, the ways he instilled a, a fearful way of life um, into me and scarcity and, and the not trusting way of life. And he said, it's, you know, it's very different over here. And, you know, he was learning his lessons and leading his life and just wanted me to know how much he cares for me and wants for me and to hopes that I can forgive him so he can be of even more of assistance to me. So I'm definitely going to be communicating with him more at that time, as well as my grandmother um, who's always felt like since she's passed someone that I have clung to in many ways as a, as a support system as someone who embodied just, I'm going to call it some um, unconditional positive regard for me. You know, I didn't have to do anything I felt like to earn her love and she just pretty unconditionally was with me and at the same time she and my grandfather who I also want to be with held high standards for me and I also am looking forward to thanking them and being with them and 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 being open to whatever you know emerges in that conversation but to kind of come in with some agendas I think is a good thing so you know that will have passed by the time you hear this but at the same time I don't think it's a one day thing I think this is something that we can cultivate and Something that I've learned so much um, being connected to Perdita Finn and uh, Julie Ryan, who I've had on the sh- both of them on the show a couple times have really been guiding me and and teaching me that those that have gone before us are there for us and want to communicate, want to help us. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024, and I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico... Neho meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go. It's a five and a half day retreat. Getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. And I've even been playing some with asking from those who have passed, people I I don't know, but have felt a connection to or feel inspired by. Um, One that has come up for me very strongly, and I'm really not sure why, I don't think it's valuable time spent like why is Maya Angelou um, always come up for me in this way and several times and not just recently but starting in my 20s Um, so I've just decided she's one of my spirit guides and I've had some communications with her and asked for her for writing support as I'm writing my book and I think there's just just a whole opening and possibility for us in that realm should we choose to should we choose to do that another aspect that i want to bring into this space and i know it's in some ways all connected it, and i talked about it in last month's episode around joy and cultivating joy in our lives and i think with this holiday season coming up in november being the the season of thanksgiving and giving thanks and a, a pretty universal holiday which is what i like about it when we leave aside the you know in no way celebrating the completely bogus Thanksgiving from the pilgrim aspect. And no, 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 not none of that. But I will subscribe to it just being generally a time to acknowledge, you know, harvest for sure, still harvesting through this whole season lessons, um, but particularly ones that we're grateful for and the people we're grateful for. and, And within that, I think there is a pretty the possibility of connecting with joy because I think those do sit side by side, you know, and where were there places of awe, you know, for for you or for, and for me, you know, throughout this past year and I can relive them. I can bring them forth. I can see where I want them to take me into the next year. And, and it doesn't mean excluding being with some of the hard things of this year and the painful parts. And I think we need to be with, the hard parts, the pain, so we can feel the joy, you know, because I think otherwise, and I'm getting messages about this. And I think this is a good time for me to share that before I got on this episode, I always, I generally, I can't say always, because I probably have forgotten here or there, but I, I generally will pull an Oracle card from one of my many. Now I seem to be uh, becoming a collector of Oracle decks. And one that was recently given to me, and I'm very grateful for Kristen McGinnis, my publisher, to give me what uh, a set of her favorite deck, and I'll I'll put it in the show notes. But it's called Vision Quest by Guy and Sylvie Winter and Joe Dossay. and it's called Vision Quest Tarot. And I've gotten, you know, I've pulled a couple cards from here, and they've been really, like, kind of in your in my face, like powerful, and not the. In the last time I talked about getting the joy card and I was a little upset by that. Now I'm getting some like, whoa, like, you know, take a look here. And the one I pulled this time was the uh, eight of water and stagnation. I'm like, oh God, like, what does that mean? But it was, had a lot of really potent messages for me. And I think as I'm connecting this to like, where does our joy get stopped up? Where do we get in the way of us feeling it. And a lot of what this card is talking about is how my energy is blocked, you know, because of, you know, as it says, the free flow of your energy is blocked by tension, prolonged inner stiffening sadness with a heaviness and feelings of impression, oh, oppression, I'm like, whoa, really, you know, and asking me to let go of my old burdensome ideas of who I have to be or how I have to feel and live my life. And I just immediately related this so much to like, where am I holding on to stuff? Where am I holding on to resentments or hurts or old stories? Um, but also worry. I just moved my mom into a, a new care facility and, you know, I'm holding a lot there and have just realized that like, I think I'm, I have some stuck feelings around that. And I'm going to give myself some space to feel some of the the sadness, the fear the pain of her, you know, it's kind of an acknowledgement of her at a next level of her aging and she's still very with it. She's 93. She's like up and about, you know, and, but this next level provides, you know, some extra care and, and um she's in a place, you know, that I think is beautiful for her because it's a, just as a side note here, um, you know, where with her Catholic upbringing, she is surrounded by, They're called little sisters of the poor and a big part of their service is to the elderly. So, you know, and she's going to get to spend a lot of time in prayer and, and be cared for in in this beautiful space. So I saw this card as a, as a invitation to feel more, um, about what I've been holding back. And if I'm going to feel more joy and in this season, um, that could be a hindrance right? And to pay attention to the pressures I'm under or any unacknowledged feelings. And there was the invitation to just sit quietly and let that energy not soften, to move my body and allow the true feelings to come up and get dispersed. And then the result of which I'm expecting is then your vital forces begin to flow again very quickly. So I believe that that's what's this season is inviting us to, right? Is being with, you know, some of, and maybe it's from the whole year, maybe it's from recent events, but, you know, tuning in and really tuning into ourselves in this season, using this midpoint of the season where the, you know, we're open to, you know, other aspects and uh, not so tethered, you know, to our earthly, like human form and matter and we can open up and flow and express. And to me, I really want to see this as a pathway and a conduit to have a my more of my joy available. And both in just experiencing it for myself, but also sharing it, spreading it. You know, and I can I can feel the difference sometimes when I'm talking now just by having been in this inquiry since the fall equinox. Like I I feel it in my body. I feel more resonance at times when I'm speaking the reverberations in my body and joy. I feel when I share what I'm working on with rewrite the mother code with people. And I used to be very like kind of tighten up when, when it felt like I, you know, just like the card said, like I, I had to do something a certain way and prove something. And now I just get to flow and allow that, that freedom and that flow and I think that's uh, the gift that we can give ourselves um, in this season and and to be really heartfelt with our gratitude, to be very, you know, present in the moment when I'm sharing, whether it's with loved ones or friends or others. Um, and I'll share some with you all right now who are listening to this, like how grateful I am that you tune in, that, you know, you reach out to me at times and and tell me, things that have struck you or mattered to you in these episodes. And I like to feel like it's a gift that I'm giving and, you know, your responses while I'm not requiring them are great because then they can help me, you know, give the gift in the way that uh, can be most useful for you. And I'm, I'm all about that all about that, but uh, so grateful for you, you know, this community and a community that, wants to rewrite the mother code, is curious about it, is intentional about, you know, bringing forth change in the world and bringing this mother energy. And I think the this mother energy has a lot of joy in it, right? It has a lot of beautiful, unabashed, free-flowing, low expression of joy. And I I want that for all of you. I want it for me. I want it for all of us. So I'm going to give you an assignment or maybe I will call it a mission um, in this season, should you choose to accept it, will be to explore the emotion of joy in your life. If you want a refresher and listen to last month's where I, I kind of dove into like joy itself and the emotion and how it's the least studied and kind of a bit, I don't know, like in the in the wings or, you know, a little harder to touch for people, but we go into, I go, went into that a bit in last month's episode, but, you know, we're looking beyond happiness, beyond just, you know, superficial fun. And believe me, I'm not against those, um, but we want to cultivate something that is at the next level, right? And those are moments of pure joy or bliss, right? a connected, where we feel like really connected with ourselves. It could be with another person. It could be with something we're working on. It could be, you know, the a beautiful sunset. But it's an in-the-moment experience that's felt and you feel it embodied in you. You might feel like tingling in your body. You might feel just a reverberation of pleasure in your body. And, you know, really look to your body for some of the signs and clues of where your, where your joy lives. Right. And like I said earlier, it sits, I think it sits next to gratitude to awe and wonder. Those are all clues that we're, you know, we're in the ballpark. We're in the arena. So I'll leave you with some questions to be in and we'll put these questions in the show notes. So if you want to refer back to them, but just, you know, even as I'm saying them, just see what comes up for you. And believe me, this is not an exhaustive list of questions around joy. This is just a place to get started, but here's some, when have I experienced joy? Really, kind of go on a journey there to look at like, when throughout my lifetime, have I, do I feel like I've experienced joy? Where does it show up in my life and what places? Are there some places or circumstances that like, ooh, it's so much easier for me to tune into my joy or I know I can get there and where not? You know, where are things that I'm spending my energy and time on that are joyless and how can I shift those? Did my family of origin experience joy? You know, this is something um, I just want to mention as we were talking about it on my fall equinox retreat and I talked about how, you know, when I looked back to recent ancestors, even my family of origin, I could not find, I could find some fun times, you know, and, and where we touched happiness, but I, I, I couldn't find joy. And I'm like, which gives me a lot more compassion for myself to be on this journey. And I couldn't find it in my grandparents as much as I felt love from them and so grateful for them. I, I, I don't have, I can't picture them in just any kind of spontaneous joy. And I, recently talked to my mom about that. And she, I thought she might, you know, be a little upset at me noticing that. And she, she got it. She's like, yeah, you know, that has, that has not been there. And someone on the retreat called it joy trauma, generational joy trauma. And I have been playing with that. So I want to say all that to be in this question of where did or didn't, did joy show up in my family of origin? And if it did great, where, how did we get there? What do we where where can I find clues to that? And if not, I want to put that in my vision for myself and as I move forward in, in all the areas of my life. A question that goes, I think, along with that, was it safe to be in joy in my family? Because I know didn't spontaneous joy was pretty shut down pretty fervently. You know, my dad was a very cynical. I mean, he he could have some dark humor, but that's about as joyful as things got uh, with him. And he was just a lot of paranoia, a lot of like the world's out to get me. The world is not a safe place, guns in our household so that we could protect ourselves. That is not cultivating a, a safe place of joy. And I think I internalize that as like, it's not safe to be me, you know, and who knows what could happen. And that that anger was never directed at me or us or, you know, I'm something bad's going to happen to me. But I think as a child, I thought that it could. So I put up some pretty strong barriers um, to that spontaneous joy feeling. So I'm working on that one big time. And, you know, if we didn't have it in our families or right around us, who are my role models or what role models can I find either out in the world in the media in you know, or maybe they were in my life. Uh, models for joyful living right and uh, I'm I'm going to be working on that um, in this period of time and seeing you know who have I seen and I know I have some and I want to kind of name them and and start maybe the some of them are deceased and I can call upon them for support in in this arena or maybe they're living um, now today and I can go to school on them right and then lastly, Uh, What would being joyful look like during this holiday, this Thanksgiving holiday? You know, how are ways that I could intentionally cultivate joy? And that might, you know, an example could be by knowing that I'm going to share gratitude. And sometimes it helps to like really drill down and say, I'm going to, you know, on the Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going to tell at least five people how great, very heartfully, heartfeltfully, (laughs) I don't think that's a word. How grateful I am for them and why, and what they've who they've been in my life, and share some of that gratitude. Like even if that's all I did or all you do, that would be lovely. And I think open up some spaces for us. so i I do wish you all the emotions, all of the experiences in this upcoming season. and I would love to hear any moments of joy that you have. I would love to um, be included in that. And you can do that by, DMing me on Instagram at Dr DR Gertrude Lyons. Please always feel free to connect with me that way. You know, also there's ways to, you know, contact me through my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com And just, you know, find me. I'm open to having a conversation about it or just hearing from you. And that that would bring me so much joy. And I would love it. Thank you for tuning in. Blessings to you. And till next time. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to rewrite The Mother Code. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, to find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable. But it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'll see you next time.